Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a podcast about movies. We pick themes. Our listeners pick the films we watch. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great, if slightly dude-heavy panel with me today. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. I wasn't drunk. That's my new ringtone. <laughs> that's my... That's, that's why I like to just say that as an excuse for things that I, I, I do well, like this podcast. So <laughs> also, there we go. Also joining us, also not drunk, at least the Wednesday he wasn't drunk. Uh, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter uh, in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. There's more piss in this podcast than podcast. <laughs> I watched this movie for the first time when I was like 15, and I've thought about that line since then. I think about there's that a couple, There's a couple yeah. of lines that really stuck with me from this one that, that I was surprised, like... Um, yeah, 20, 20 years. After this movie, age I. I know, I know. All right, and also joining us today, we have a very special guest making his debut on the show. He's at Shanselman on Twitter, or S. Hanselman, if you want to not pronounce it all. Uh, host of a few podcasts, including Hansel Minutes, which is an NPR-style interview show, if Terry Gross only had programmers for friends. Uh, Indeed. From Portland, Oregon, it's Mr. Scott Hanselman. Hello. Your opinions today only reflect those of your own self and not of your employers. Absolutely. I am in no way associated with my employer. I'm, I just work there for the healthcare. Uh, this is episode number 436 of the program. We have now done as many episodes as the amount in billions of dollars that the world's 500 richest people lost last month. Hmm. $436 billion disappeared last month. Zuck was one of the worst hit. He lost $11 billion. Mark wow. Zuckerberg, just last month. Seems kind of careless. Like, can you look for it in the couch or like where where to go? I, I like you. I feel not a lot of sympathy for him. If this was a status, I would press the laughing. That like is, button. I cannot relate to that. I lost ten bucks today, and it turned out my kid stole it. Oh, I mean, well, at least you know. So messed up thing is he. You know, he lost it honestly. He didn't even have anyone like had the courage to like come and just steal it from him. Like, well, his kids yeah, were really using do. that money to buy yeah. Russian data. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, my kid, what? He bought Skittles, so. <laughs> Are they Russian said. Skittles? It was a sharing size, so I don't really fault him. Um, oh, so oh, dude, dude Russian sharing, Skittles are dope. Is sharing on for default with those Skittles, or is it an opt-in later? Uh, he knows he doesn't have to share because I'm diabetic, so then he just basically like shows me the colorful death that he's about to eat, and then I watch. I, I think I heard once that Skittles, uh, they all have the same, like, flavor in the, like the middle bits right uh, but yep. it's like sort of like it's a different smell on the outside yep it's all it's all psychological the color makes you feel like you're eating cherry but it's all the same skittle flavor interesting yeah whereas m&ms doesn't even pretend they're just like this is one crap we have four different colors but it's the same pretty much yep. and it's try. still in my rider though still in my rider no green one <laughs> uh I mean, this episode oh i already said that speaking of people who are born lucky this week we're talking about Gattaca, the 1997 f- science fiction film starring Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, and the top half of Jude Law. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Maya Rudolph. And, oh yeah, so many people. Yes. A, a bunch of great... Ornest Borgnine. Ornest Borgnine, yes. <laughs> uh, man, a lot of fun. This is a, a terrific cast. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. As like, uh, yeah. just like a... Just not even a great character, but just Alan Arkin kind of being detective. <laughs> He seems like he just wandered into set from, like, solving a real-life murder and was just like, what's going on here? Sure, I'll hang out. Do you guys yeah. want to investigate su- suspects? No? Cool. Oh, I, I like Claire Underwood also in this. Better. I love Alan Arkin. Oh, yeah. So uh, good. So why are we watching uh, Gattaca at this moment? Uh, a few reasons. Number one, it's Space Sprawl. 
We're watching space movies for April on the show. Hashtag Space Bowl. Uh, also, this is or the Space Bowl in general is because it is launch month. Uh, I was uh, recently invited to cover the uh, SpaceX launch for NASA uh, about a week and a half ago by the time you're hearing this. And so was Scott. We were there. We're going to talk about it in the second half of the show. We're going to talk about Excellent. our experience watching a space launch so that's why we're doing space themes movies and this movie is perfect for it it was chosen by our meat buddies it was their top choice and i'm so glad they did because this movie uh is one of the reasons why i've been obsessed with space launches is because there's this line where ethan hawk is the the only two people who watch every launch from gattaca and i was like oh that's what cool people do is they watch every launch and so i've been watching every launch that i can online uh of current rockets and it's really fun so this helped me get in this is part of the reasons why i went to the launch so i'm just very excited to have been watching this um and this i have a similar experience with this movie where this movie inspired me to get good at f- uh faking urine test <laughs> <laughs> this movie really inspired me like i used to think i didn't have it in me yeah. but then i saw gattaca and i was like you know, just don't save anything for the way back. As, as know, a kid, you, you saw it. this movie and you were like, oh, you get a clean piss guy. I get it. Yeah, you get a clean piss guy. You can save it bulk in a fridge, apparently. <laughs> it's good for years. Also, I, I uh, take a little is... bit of issue about this being a space movie, though, right? Because so this is like a space movie in the way that Dude, Where's My Car is a car movie or like Waiting for Godot is all about Godot, you know? So in that, like, like <laughs> yes? No, right? It's, this, it's the thing that happens at the very end that we don't see. That's, that's well, not we count. do see a it's lot of launches. So I, 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 I recognize your concern. I was trying to figure out a way to make it called Launch Pearl. It just sounded worse. Space Pearl was closer. Uh, they both sound pretty rough, dude. <laughs> These are not <laughs> great portmanteaus. This is, uh, and this is a show that arguably this is a show that's arguably about bad portmanteaus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's launch month. It's just that's not as good of a name. So uh, the launching is a big part of this movie. I mean, I guess the if we were going to do uh, simulated blood draws month, this could be a f- fill in for that too. This oh, is a I'm this interested. is a biopunk movie. This that's is what I, yeah, biopunk. Yeah, is. biopunk. Yeah, which is which is uh, a genre I don't biopunk care to watch roll? a ton of. <laughs> Uh, if you want to help uh, pick the topics that we're watching, of course, you can go to redistribute.com slash meetbuddies, and there you can uh, become a meet buddy, uh, donate to the show, and at any level, you'll get access to our voting system where you can help choose our fate for our months. This is Space World. Next month is anime. Some good votes in for anime already. And we need you because, like, otherwise, just the Russian bots win, and they get to choose whatever we watch, so get in there fast. I mean, I I can't promise that uh, it's not all Russian bots, but I can say if they are, they still donated to the show. And then we end Russian. up just watching that weird cut of Rocky Four again. It's just the <laughs> opening scene, the cut over where the Russian over. wins. Yeah, just that, just that cut where he beats Apollo Creed to death with ninety minutes. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a really bad movie. Uh, but you yeah, see where the bots are coming from. We do subscribe to a system, Ezra, of one bot, one vote. Well, it's that's only something fair. at least. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Gattaca. I'm going to summarize it for you guys. Jump in, uh, make corrections uh, as we go. So here's what happened, you guys. When a man and a woman love each other very much, they go into a science lab, and they pick out the best characteristics of the two of them, and then a technician gives them a perfectly modded out human baby. It's biohacking. It is the 90s freaking out about DNA technology. It's so many things. Other times, though... It- People it's just really fuck. just like the character creator for like a really lame RPG. 
You just kind of go in and roll stats on your kid. You're you know? like bald, not bald. That's actually more yeah. true than you realize. And then Jude Law shows yeah. up and he's English, which gives him plus two charisma just for showing up. Yeah. They really, yeah. They, well, but then they, they had to nerf Jude Law like in the, in the yeah, patches. Yeah. That's why. His was yeah. too high. Minus three for walking. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, Surprisingly good stair climbing stats on that guy. I did not think he had it in him. Good for him. <laughs> Oh my god! There's no uh, the, there's aw- no the awkward for- pause is like, is that funny? Do we do we laugh? I don't know if we're allowed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But pretty if you sure, keep on moving, then we sure won't have to roll. It was it. funny in '97. It's no longer funny. I he did he did unfortunately roll really uh, high to fire damage, which is unfortunate. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is he taking forever. Uh, we're gonna. <laughs> it's a real set and forget a situation. We're gonna get to that in a second, but I do think I am very of all the things about this movie that do slightly frustrate me. It's the fact that the human size incinerator has an on switch on the inside. I that did. was a design yes, flaw. They had to see this yeah. coming. <laughs> I think it's also it's also a science fiction film in the idea that we're supposed to assume that Ethan Hawke is not a solid eight. Yeah, right. I, uh, my wife and I were talking about that, about how like even when it was just dumb luck on the jeans, he still got to look like Ethan Hawke. Well, did you it's notice that on, on Ethan Hawke's badge, when he badges in, they like, okay, try to look ugly. And all he could do was like move one side of his face to kind of cause his perfectly symmetrical face to be somewhat asymmetrical. They gave him bad skin to too. They seven gave- and a half. They gave him slight zits, which helped, I think. Yeah. To be fair, he is 5'10". Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's dating so, profile, 5'11 I mean, and above there's only. no way he yeah. that petite man is 5'10". <laughs> he is 5'7 if he's a day. <laughs> so the, well, that's I mean, how you normally make gotta, babies. You got to compare Uma Thurman. She's, what, nine feet tall, right? So how they look... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so that's one way to make human babies in this near future movie. The other way is to just do it. And if you do that, it's, it's a love baby and those babies are not great. So Ethan Hawke, the obvious seven, he's one of those people who only exists because his parents did gross sex things and they're called invalids. And according to his DNA, his invalid DNA, he has a 99% chance of heart disease and a 0% chance of surviving in this new world. Right. And in 2018, these people are also known as unverified on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. I know. Man, even Nazis are verified. Well, actually, they might like this whole system. No, we well, blocked them. Anyway, so his uh, brother, though, cool space baby. He's mm-hmm. a he, Ethan Hawke, crappy baby. Brother, cool space baby. He's so perfect, except that he has the one flaw that all genetically perfect people have, which is they are giant dicks. That is... Uh, I mean, I guess he's a technical, like, neo-noir dick. That's true, but, like... <laughs> most of them are uh it does it see this is another my wife's comment was that uh they didn't genetically select for uh kindness and understanding at any hmm. point these hmm. are all bros that got made when you it's did just this what stuff. happens when like people like treat people with like too much privilege i think it's like it's not his fault oh uh, so on the nature nurture question you're saying dickishness is all nurture uh i mean it, it helps to nurture a dick for sure dicks get bigger <laughs> if you nurture them there's no question there right and I, I think, Alex, I think on the road to, like, genetically engineered dystopian society, you lose a few other things as a species <laughs> sure, sure. along the way. Right. You know? Just like how golden uh, retrievers have bad hips. It's just like one. it's worth it for the other features you get. Jude Law has lost all his hair, too, and he's a couple years uh, younger than Ethan Hawke, who has a full head of lustrous hair. Oh, yeah, so many issues. So him and his brother. Okay, here's what happened. So, oh, by uh, the way, his, Alex, yes. when I met you, you seemed like a nice enough guy. And then mm-hmm. you took your hat off at dinner. 
mm-hmm. and you have a full head of lustrous hair, and I like Jill a yep. little less, frankly. <laughs> uh, people are very upset at me. It was overly thick. I assumed hats. you wore a hat because if you had a bald head and you took it off, and I was like, oh, well, isn't that just fantastic? <laughs> What a freaking Alex, this is. Alex, and it not only Alex, come, use narrow like on all your head. I want to point no, out, Alex, narrow, narrow your head and it's gonna like you more. Alex's hair, <laughs> Alex's hair <laughs> fell out of its hat, it was being held in his hat, and it I do have fell, it hair. flopped out, and in a way of kind of like letting me know that he has extra. It was an it was my alpha move. It's so awful. It's a total alpha move. And if you look at pictures of Alex, he even has shots of him like on Google Images at the Blazers game where he's trying to just keep his hair in his head uh, because he's got so much. He's pushed it up with a headband just to make sure everyone <laughs> above him knows I've got all this extra hair that you don't get to have. You get no hair. Uh, but that's great because I put a little sea salt spray in my hair just to make me feel better about myself. But that's fine. Please continue. Just with to be body. clear, when you're looking at the Google images no. of my luscious hair, it's, don't confuse not, me with the uh, not Italian to, Alex Falcone, who has much longer and more luscious hair, but a slightly his worse hair is incredible. Hairline. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. I just uh, also that yeah. picture of me with the headband, not a Blazers game. I don't just wear headbands you know, to I don't sports care. events. It's fine. That you was can't. me auditioning for a football team. Don't try anyway. to walk it back. Sure. Don't try to walk it back. I just have own hair. I'm, just own it. Okay. So br- the two brothers, good brother, bad brother, they play this fun game where they play. It's like chicken in the ocean, chicken of the sea. So it's called tuna. So they... Um, <laughs> wet chicken. <laughs> so the wet chicken game is where two brothers just swim directly away from the shoreline. Like and whoever do. turns back uh, is going to... He's, he's the loser. He's the, he's the yeah, wet chicken. He'll just, he, he, will, he will survive in, in shame. And It'll Ethan drown, always loses. Drown in honor. Yeah, exactly. So he, Ethan loses because his DNA sucks until one day he wins. And his brother, it, in the kind of a weird thing where it's like his brother like realizes he loses and then just passes out immediately. But because the because uh, the guy was a love baby, he doesn't have that dick gene. So Ethan saves his brother, swims him back to shore. Mm-hmm. But he's you, also... You can always float also, right? Can you like usually float? Yeah, he immediately just turned into backflow. That's what I felt like it was. It was like the key trick to this whole thing is like, it's not never leave anything for the way back. It's just... It's easier to swim back. Just float. No, you can't have the Sherlock Holmes gene and the float gene. It's really one or the other. <laughs> yeah. So they had to take that out. Trade-offs. Trade-offs. So uh, uh, Ethan doesn't like, though. He's tired of being treated like a second-class citizen by his family, so he runs away to be treated like a second-class citizen by the world. He cleans toilets all around, but especially at Gattaca, because uh, he's always wanted to go into space. That's his favorite thing in space, and he's not good enough. Um, by the way, Gattaca is a is a. I like one thing I like about this. Gattaca is a public private partnership. It's a very SpaceX future. Gattaca is doing some private space flight. Um, but uh, Ethan Hawke becomes what's known as a borrowed ladder because everything has unsubtle nicknames in this movie. Um, a borrowed at a ladder is an invalid who pays all of his money to a valid um, in exchange oh, for lot uh, an invalid to an a valid. And he pays all the money in exchange no, for... No, valet, Alex, to valet. <laughs> so he tips on the way in and the way out. <laughs> exactly. And he, yeah. but, the valet has a really nice, like, vest. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's not, a, so the, <laughs> this valet, uh, what he does is he just gives you his body slough stuff. He gives you hair. He gives you blood. He gives you urine. And you get to pretend to be him. And I if can't you, believe I've been I've been giving all this stuff away for free. I know you're not trying. My entire to life, I feel I know. like such a chump. My wife. Uh, oh, I got someone to put you in contact with if you want to make some money. <laughs> yeah, if you want to sell pee, Anthony's going to know where yeah. that's needed. Yeah. 
Uh, I have a beard clipping. Is he down? <laughs> yeah, we can do some of that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm going to pretend to be you, <laughs> but I hope that doesn't bother I, you. I got this yeah. whole like bag uh, in the back that just like slapped onto my uh, desk, and I am really feeling smug right now for saving it. So, Look, I need 12 pounds of eyelashes by the end of the week. Do you think you can <laughs> Only help me 12? Out only twelve. It's really precise. It's it's a very pen- look. No it's, more, no less. it's yeah. It sells on the black market. I don't know what they snort it in some place in Switzerland. I think it's weird. Actually, uh, Anthony, I want to talk about your idea for getting away with murder later because it's going to be relevant to this in a second. Um, so, but what you do is you pretend to be someone who's got good DNA. So you 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 get his hair clippings to kind of leave around, but then also you put a little blood in your, a fake fingertip full of blood that you uh, tap because you have to get blood tested every time you come to work, which is horribly invasive. Um, and if you're like my wife who doesn't like needles, this movie has become an, a horror film uh, where it's just needles and shaving everywhere. Um, uh, but he, so this, he gets all the stuff from Jude Law, who is a genetically perfect dude, except that he won a silver medal in swimming and was so sad he threw himself in front of a truck. And now he's paralyzed and you know, like everyone else, kind of a dick. Um, but he's agreeing to share his DNA stuff. So every morning, ETH scrapes off everything he possibly can of his own and then hides the blood and urine pouches all over him so he can pass these DNA tests. And he, and he does all that. <laughs> it's just like everywhere. It's like literally everywhere. He does all that scraping in like a phone booth uh, uh, slash yeah. showering incinerator. incinerator thing. Which I, yeah, I'm assuming was custom made. I don't know if in the future everyone has one of these around. Just a fire shower. It's a fire shower with like unlimited loofah. <laughs> As, what did you it's say? probably also like a pizza oven to be honest oh like, it's a multi thing just like <laughs> uh just set it and forget it uh, uh i just i like the idea that like that he has her like yeah these dna like sections of him like all kind of over the place so he just like triggers kind of like goku catch it style like accidentally yo I'm sure like, just, like, yeah he's like goes to shake hands and blood squirts out he's like oh sorry sorry <laughs> miscalibrated yeah right and we never saw any like you know the other bodily fluids but like i'm pretty sure they're on there somewhere so yeah i mean just in oh case. yeah the the you know that uh thing where the clown sprays you with his uh lapel flower uh yeah. ethan hawk has a real real piss smelling version of that trick it's gross um but, so the reason you have to do the leaving the stuff around is because uh People do this thing like Uma Thurman, who is who he meets and quickly falls in love with. She does the thing where she just goes to his desk, sneaks a hair off his comb, and then runs a DNA check to see if he's good enough to date. Right, right. Um, that is the swipe right, swipe left. It's genotype yes. profiling. It's illegal, but it's what you do when you, we, What we do now is we Google like Alex Falcone hair. If one if one mm-hmm. were to do that, but uh, they do, they don't do that. They just steal your eyelashes and then check you out. Yeah, and this pilot. is really this was actually. This was the least believable part of it for me. Uh, I think was that like it would be illegal, like oh, <laughs> like I I believe the discrimination would happen. I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. It'd be like it was like well, I don't know, man. As a I'm diabetic, and if like someone could like have me do the touch ID on their iPhone 11, and it'd be like oh, he's diabetic, so you can't have kids with him. That would be lame. I would be I would as I actually, know, I agree. No, I agree. It'd be bad and terrible. No, I agree. This is ter- well. I think everyone's engineered enough where it's like if the people in charge are engineered, then like. They'd be like, are we all cool with us being in power forever? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah I'm all right with that. So I, mean, I think pe- they'd probably change the laws. The people who are not engineered live on one basketball court. So it's not like they don't they don't have a lot of voting power. Although I guess that's the thing I find. Sorry, to go back to this. Here's the thing I find unpersuasive about that is uh, that the idea that you would um, just get the full DNA makeup of a person and then you'd like decide to date them or not. Like, I don't know if you're... 
I don't know. I don't feel like like your heart condition is enough for me to like sure to bet on you long term as an employer. But like, I feel like dating this is just too much information. And really, they just want to know. Like, I mean, like the whole thing at Tinder is like, what if there was? What if the only information we saw is whether your face looked right, and then everything else we just we're gonna guess? I just feel nobody wants this information. You just date hot people. That's how. That's what people do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, hot hot should probably be. In, uh, this is a pretty. This uh, is a pretty terrible. nuanced thing to talk about, though. Like the dating. No, thing? like or like the kid? the idea that we 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 look we look at symmetry and we look at people's faces and bodies and we silently judge them not just because you want a pretty spouse but because you you are genetically predisposed to make as superior children as you possibly can. Right. The whole goal is get married, make babies, and they should be better than you. Right. You always want your more yeah. for your kids. Right. So the problem yeah. is, well, you're, you're saying symmetry, but really what I think of is I just want a funny person. That's what I look for. Someone is funny. Yeah. And I feel like that's it's, more, they have like, to be, Uma Thurman got this DNA right up. If you married like, a woman who wasn't good at callbacks, you would break up <laughs> because the symmetry yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. You're that's like, right. sorry, like honey, that was jokes. a crap callback lacking in symmetry. I need a divorce. Exactly. That's more my style. So I want a DNA write-up that's like, is she going to stay funny when she gets yeah, older? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess so, Alex, yeah, if you found out that Megan, for example, like had like a writer's room that were feeding her lines, you'd be like... Ooh, wow. If it was a whole series oh, right. of so our kids, thing. Our kids weren't yeah. funny because hers was all through surgery. If you're like, oh so my goodness, writer. son, that was so derivative of Seinfeld's early work. <laughs> and your, your three-year-old is like, what's the deal? <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh my God, what have I, what have I got myself into? That was completely inappropriate so uh to turbo mode for ezra um so Thank he's you. fallen in love with uma thurman uh they go on a couple of dates and she kind of figures something might not be right about him but then they have sex anyway uh which must have been very uncomfortable for ethan because um uh, it's very difficult to uh, penetrate something that is not three-dimensional because that's all there is to uma thurman that's it she's just blonde she doesn't say anything else she has no relationships she has no motivation to anything other thing that's going well, on. No, she has, a, she, has a, she has a bad heart. That, does that count? Yep. yep, she does have a heart disease. Yeah, that's her character trait. I'm um, not saying it's like three dimensions, but like, you know. Yeah, two. Yeah. Like, I, I think know. Ethan Hawke just made love to a cartoon like, character. She does know where to find a really good view. Yeah, she had. So that's a taste. trait. If you, you know? if you go on an all-night date with her, she's going to find a fun place to go in the morning. Oh, it might get killed. To be f- to be fair, she lives in a world that is apparently concrete buildings that come in gray and green and sometimes yellow. <laughs> and she does know about the one sick looking place in the whole city, apparently. Wait, but she doesn't know where to find so, a goddamn crosswalk. She's going to get you killed getting to her good view. She is good at, cr- hey, she's good at jaywalking. You can't see otherwise. You cannot disperse this. When you're perfect, you got to get a buzz somehow. That's how she gets it, running yeah. across traffic, you know? <laughs> okay, so we haven't even mentioned the murder. So while all this is going on, somebody at Gattaca has been uh, lightly murdered. And, um, and all this time, Ethan Hawke's been rising through the ranks, but now his cover might be blown uh, because the cops come in and they just really CSI the shit out of this place. They suck up every flake of skin in the building instead of interviewing a single suspect. Uh, and in doing so, they find an eyelash Ethan carelessly left behind. And so now they're looking for him and uh, so he has to do extra blood and urine tests, which he cleverly defeats, but it's touch and go for a so while. So I have, and this, I, I want to say something about that. Like, ahead, this is the thing, like when I saw Gattaca the first time and the 12th time and the 30th time, like it's a great film, but literally 
day before yesterday, you told me, hey, Scott, come on the show. Think about Gattaca again. Cool. I was at the stoplight. And you know how when the, the sun hits the air a certain time, this is kind of like the whole Sunday morning breakfast thing. And then you look in the air and you see all the dust that's in the air. Like we all have had that experience, right? So I'm at the stoplight. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The sun comes in from the left side a certain way. And I had a little something in my arm and I just kind of like did that, right? And, and it's, it's an eyelash. No, the the dead skin just took over. Oh, like, all I yeah. did was this. And it yeah. exploded into dead skin. Now, if I had any kind of OCD or germisms or whatever, I'd be freaking out. So... What you have to do is go to the beach and just use a, a, a smooth rock. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. How come this wasn't a movie about moisturizer? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the whole thing. He's, is, he was ashy. That's all. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just no, a little just, ashy. No, oh, my God. Why, seriously, he just, he just, here's what you should do instead. You just nair everything. All right. And then so like shave no hair. There's no way he yeah. could have gotten all the dead skin off of him. I don't... You just bring it back to life. You get zombie skin. It's fine. So, okay. So, uh, Anthony, this is where your idea, though, comes in. Anthony has this idea for a murder that has to do with leaving hair behind. Uh, okay. Listen. Anthony? Oh, is he off, is he uh, off I mean, it? Does he want it recorded, though? No. Yeah, I, I don't Speak know what you into the microphone, about, Alex. <laughs> I don't know. Hello? Can, you <laughs> no, we're saying, no, no, we like, hear you. We're just doing a bit. Speak into the microphone. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, because I no, I don't know what you're talking. About. No, uh, no. So like, the thing is, like, if if you come in, like, it's just like I don't know if it's a murder thing. It's more of a just a crime thing of just like you leave too much DNA for them to ever sort anything out. Yeah. So you just like, like steal a like a bunch of hair from a hair salon. Over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like you go to a hair salon, just take like a two days worth of hair, and you just throw that all over the crime scene. And so they find like, Nash eyelash, and they're like, "Is this Ethan yeah. Hawke or any woman with a blowout?" Like it's they just can't yeah, they can't solve that mystery. That's uh, uh, one that's a great idea. Except so there's only one problem I think with the hair salon one. I don't think they can actually pull DNA from hair without the follicle. Oh, oh well, they so. can in Gattaca. Uh, I mean, is that true? Like, when Uma Thurman, like, is that true? The hair, she pulls it up. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to frantically sure Google that. that and then say something I to sound you. good. I, I, uh, so okay. what you're saying is I need to get fresher hair. I need to get hair. What he's saying, Anthony, is we have to call yes. off this murder yeah. and rethink it. I do. Oh, <laughs> Alex, I do. wills are in oh. motion. We cannot stop this. So you this can point, do right? DNA testing on hair without the follicle, but there's three types of DNA testing. Without the follicle, it breaks you down to just one type. So it's it's possible, oh, okay. but it's like deeply, deeply whatever. And the reason is that the court. hair below the scalp has a little bit of blood in it because that's the thing that provided the blood, uh, the, the value, you know, the the. the this oh is my gosh! Look at that! I'm gonna. Science that means so I'm gonna gross. have to collect okay. snatched wigs and snatched hair in anticipation uh, of a so future. So I do. Crime. Wait, wait, just really quickly, I think he Alex. Just has like, a lot I like of the idea that Ethan Hawke instead of like trying to be like the of godliness, like left everywhere, and going through like the pig pen route, or just like there's just like a whole ball. Yeah, like man, his space flight plans are great. So we just tolerate the fact that he's surrounded by strangers' hair. Guy just has a thing for other people's hair. Totally, no one could find him. Ah, I think it's such a good idea. Yeah, exactly. 
so uh, eventually the cops accidentally solve the murder, but oh shit, turns out one of the cops was Ethan Hawke's brother. What a small world. And they argue, and his brother uh, tells him to stop pretending to be cool when he knows he's not cool. And Ethan's like, but I, I am cool inside. There's no gene for the human spirit. And then his brother's like, that's a lame catchphrase. Let's play chicken in the sea. And so they go play wet chicken, and uh, or tuna, as we call it. And as they do, uh, despite his heart problem, Ethan wins again because uh, Ethan has this philosophy of, I don't care if I die swimming. And so that's what his trick has been this whole time. Is, uh, the, as he says, he never leaves any for the way back. And... Uh, his brother is so sad about this guy's like existentialism, I guess, that he passes out again and Ethan has to save him. And so because of that, I guess he lets him go back to space. I took it Oh, Ethan's I took it as willpower. I took it as as Anton, his brother, had like way more willpower. And the whole thing was that even though you're genetically inferior, you you horrible seven, seven and a half, Ethan Hawk, you 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 with sheer willpower, you're like a solid nine. Which is, I think, which I think is arguably what everyone on this call is doing with their lives, right? Is that we're all six sevens and we just have personality, which upgrades us to like, you know, seven and a half, seven and three quarters. I'm I'm only a six or seven, but with this hair, I'm an eight. I would agree that the hair is probably. Uh, Scott, I think I'm actually, I'm a 10 and I'm lazing it down. You're lazing it down to a 10. My wife. We had to nerf Ezra because he was too. My wife actually has about three chapters of our, 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 our what's it called? Our memoir, and it's it's literally called uh, "When Sixes Marry Nines." Mm. <laughs> I think it's a wee war. If it's, uh, I don't know, but it's not flattering <laughs> to me, is all I know. And I'm trying to kill. The, I'm trying oh, to kill yeah, the yeah. dog, um, frankly. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Ethan is now going to go to space, and it's going to work out finally. And it because the side, murderers- side note, Alex, Alex, they had to stop for for like snack on the way back because like he didn't leave any food. They have like a power bar. <laughs> I mean, it's implied, right? Like they must have had to stop, stop for ice cream. There's like like you know because like like Ethan's like I was hungry, and like Anton was like. I packed plenty of food. He's like, well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't pack any for the... I get it. Uh, actually, yeah, there is a thing right, I read when I was reading summaries of this. Uh, so the, the scene is they like lose the shore because it's foggy, but Ethan is so smart, he can navigate by the stars, and that's how he finds the shore again, oh. which does make how sense. Many, had how many moments in this film did you find yourself going... <laughs> that's the sound you know of what? Like, I my buy wife not believing. My wife's not buying this, this plot. I, I buy mm. most of it. I, I was worried I wouldn't this time, but I, I did buy no, his, it. Anyway, so it's launch day. He's going to go to space. And, uh, oh, last second bad yeah. luck. Uh, he has to give a pee sample. He's not ready because he decided he didn't want to go to space with a bag of pee in his pocket, even though in space, yeah. that's called a Capri Sun. So, <laughs> uh, but fortunately, the doctor who's been doing the pee tests all along uh, has a son who hasn't been uh, eugenicked. Uh, and <laughs> doing so the like, pee tests all love and, and loving his wing. Oh, but it just didn't know. The part that's interesting is that the doctor didn't discover at that moment. He knew all along, and he's been going back home and telling his son about how far this invalid or invalid has gone. And like now, he's a hero. He's like a a legend amongst the invalid community. But on the other hand, if that's what he's doing, couldn't you like be like, "Hey, man, listen." You do not have to bring as many piss bags with you. I know the game, and I'm on your side. You really could have saved him so many piss bags. Well, the thing is, like, if you when you rewatch the movie, that's basically what he's like getting at in the opening scene. Yeah, he was starting. He's to say just 
He's, but it's like, I imagine, like, you know, Ethan Hawks is just so on edge and tense that he's missing all the obvious right, signs. Right. Like, the doctor is more slick well, than he is. The other that's question is, how many doctors and people in the, like, you could do the whole film over again from the perspective of all the invalids that have been helping him through. And, like, every time he screws up, yeah. maybe maybe there's a, a janitor who picked up an eyelash and, like, I don't know, put it under his tongue yeah. and, like, smuggle it yeah, out. I don't. The idea that everyone there is borrowing a ladder seems a little hard for me to believe because you have to get a perfect person who also is in a uh, wheelchair. Well, he's not saying everyone. The he's saying all the, staff, like, the, the Ernest Bornines who yeah, are yeah. helping. You know, yeah. like, you, Ernest Bornine knows that he's an invalid, too. So I'm sure he's going around and cleaning stuff up for him. And you know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Because if the that. concept of a borrowed uh, ladder exists to the point where it has a name, there's got to be more than one. Mm-hmm. Right. Plus support staff, like the people, like the lunch lady, she doesn't have to be valid, right? So everybody's helping him out. Everyone's picking up after this guy who's a slob. (laughs) The the pig pen. He's He's leaving leaving eyeballs and eyelashes and tears around. (laughs) Uh, To answer your question from earlier, though, I buy most of this movie, but the one time where I have difficulty with it is believing that we have this incredible technological future. You can do an instant blood DNA test run against the database, and yet your screens for displaying the photo of the person are still black and white. They jiggle up and down. They're like CR- tiny exactly. CRTs. Exactly. Because it's, t- it's 1997, though, right? LCDs. LCDs yet. Yeah. I mean, it's really the one thing in this movie that I think doesn't stylistically hold up is the CRTs. Like, yeah. everything else about the set design and, like, the is kind of timeless. Yeah. But totally. it's also, it's it's a it's a matter of, like... Where are timelines no. verged? You know, like, like because you, you look at like it's just a radically different technology, and things happened. To it, get but, us, but, you know? Keep in mind that this was made in 1997. LCDs didn't get cheap till mm-hmm. like 2002, 2003. So, and plus, yeah, this right. was also kind of like a noir 50s kind of thing. And you know, yeah, I yeah. think that CRTs that were mini were more interesting to people than CRTs that were flat. Oh, that's right. Like I have a CRT on my watch and that'd be like, oh, that's the hotness, right? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. All right. All right. I take it back. Now I buy the whole thing. So then the rocket lifts off and then uh, Jude Law incinerates himself for no apparent reason. And that's the movie. Um, We are going to take now, uh, take time to make our our major compliments. Uh, We we like to 35 minutes in and end with a compliment. Uh, Ezra? You're our first up. Uh, what's your major comment, your uh, favorite thing about Gattaca? So this is a movie that was kind of like famous uh, in my town before it was like it came out because it was filmed uh, at our Civic Center. Yeah, your um, Civic Center plays the uh, the interior where they watch the rocket on that beautiful glass thing. And it's some exteriors also. And some exteriors, like, yeah. It's uh, our- and like I think when like they go through like the, the stairs and stuff like that, like a, like a lot of it, like it's it was cool like that, like, it's a Frank Lloyd Wright design building yeah. in the fifties, and um, it's like it's just like it's a cool looking thing, and like I, I liked the building before because there's a good library in there, and I like. Well, the to be also. to be specific That's though, you got to say the name. Also. It's the Marin. It's the the Marin County Civic Center, so people can Google it. Yeah, right. So yes. they can go stalk Ezra's trial. It looks exactly like when you look at it though. I like mean, if you Google Marin County Civic yeah. Center, it doesn't look like a building that's supposed to be on this planet. Yeah, it's 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 a cool. Fe- I love the the building of it, and I I like because they didn't do a CG. I mean, it was ninety seven, obviously, but like still, it wasn't like a all painted matte backgrounds. 
they found a couple of really mm-hmm. cool looking buildings that perfectly fit this art style, and that was one of them. And I think it's definitely very cool. Um, Scott, why don't you go second? Uh, my major compliment. compliment is that uh, at the time, and for many, many years after, specifically in 2011, NASA declared that Gattaca was the most plausible science fiction movie ever made. So NASA gave them that compliment in 2011. Wow. Okay. So that, you know. I, I I see it. I mean, it does seem like a lot of it. Wait, that's that's horrifying. If like just like yeah, we get we lose mission directors yeah. all oh, the yeah. time. Exactly. <laughs> I think the thing that's yeah, everybody at NASA who voted on that movie has thought about smashing their director oh, yeah. with a keyboard. I think at some that point. what's more significant though is that uh, in contrast to that, Armageddon was considered by NASA the least plausible sci-fi movie ever made, and also narrowly lost for that our movie that we watched really this well. week. So, oh, meat buddies just slightly prefer that, us to that's do That's just because NASA's trying to keep the fact that, you know, deep o- deep ocean oil riggers can do their job for half the price. <laughs> trying to keep that on the demo. Nas- yeah, NASA doesn't want that truth out. Uh, my uh, major compliment is actually, I guess I'm sort of tagging off yours, Ezra, which is I just love the, f- the, the, the art direction of this movie, the, like, retro futurism of it, and it gives it a way that it ages really well. So, another example is, like, the cars are 1950s cars, but with a plug-in electric ability and then a, a slight electric whine when they drive. So it, instead of it being like you invented a car from 10 years from now that it's not going to be right, they're like, no, in, in 10 years it's going to be cool to look like 1950s futuristic so, but electric. So it's a very simple effective. The buildings are a lot of 50s, 60s, and then like one early 90s buildings, futurist style. Uh, and in fact, the movie was nominated. I'm for feeling Oscar a little sad, Alex, because you told me to do two compliments, a good one, a big one and a little mm-hmm. one. I put three mm-hmm. just in case. Okay. And, <laughs> and first, and we, uh, first we played, the Marion um, County Civic Center was stolen from me. Style. That was my compliment. <laughs> so I then go to my backup uh-huh. compliment, which was that they used yeah. a Citroen DS Cabriolet and a Studebaker Avanti, which you then stole from me. But you stole it from me without the specificity of the actual car name <laughs> being the Citroen DS Cabriolet and Studebaker Avanti. But that's fine. Yeah. And then I understand your, uh, your, your, your tone is no, saying that I'm you're not totally impressed, impressed with me, but I'm I can tell you. Impressed. And then my new friend says, oh, I grew up down the street from the building, <laughs> but then fails to say that's American. I now have no extra compliment. I am now left hanging for little. I bet you'll think of one other one. It is important. I, I guess I should have added this in my instructions ahead of time. You got to be ready to I'm boggle. I'm profoundly sad about this, it. but that's fine. Anthony, uh, try to steal whatever Scott would have guessed for his last compliment. Uh, okay, I'll tell you my, my major compliment for this movie is I <laughs> I, I love this movie. I want, I want to say oh, that. Yeah. Uh, and what my my favorite thing about this movie this is like my favorite type of science fiction story, and it's the type you don't get a whole lot in film, at least. But I think this movie is very similar to like Blade Runner to me. In the same way, it's like more like a tone poem. It's about like the setting and place. But the thing that I really love about it is that it's like a very small, inconsequential story in a very mm. big universe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not about like him like destroying the system and freeing the invalids. This movie's about a space, well, shut- space shuttle that's supposed to launch on Friday. And then what <laughs> happens in this movie is a space shuttle launches on Friday. Like, well, you say it that happens. way, but what, what his space shuttle is going to do is blow up the Death Star. 
Yeah, okay, that's yeah, well, that's the expanded universe comic <laughs> stuff that's not in it. But I just I love like inconsequential stories that take place. Like it just it digs in and explores its themes and the the tone and the feeling of this film. I just I love that. And Blade Runner is very much the same way. It's just it's about an asshole who learns a something small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, like it means nothing to anybody else except to the characters, and I just love that type of science fiction. You don't get it a lot in film, and Gattaca is one of the best examples of it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of great high concept sci-fi movies in the late '90s, like in like like a three-year period. There was like this Truman Show, The Matrix, Dark City. Yeah, uh, and all of them are like based around this person being like the most important Hang person on. in the universe. Did you know Except though Gattaca, that and when you, you said know. the Truman show, did you know that Andrew Nichol that's his yeah, film? Yeah, Andrew too. Nichol and uh, Nichol. Yeah, wrote Yeah, he did. He's he's really good with high concept oh, wow. stuff like that. He's yeah. kind of gone away with it, but yeah, Truman show and Well, he this, he wrote uh, the screenplay for both of them. He didn't end up directing the Truman show though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Peter Weir did the Truman Show. And Truman Show is so oh, good yeah. also. Yeah. But yeah, that is the most important person in the universe story as opposed to like yeah. a guy who wants to do it. Well, But and, yeah, I really like that. I've never heard that described that way, that small version of it. Like guy wants to go to space awesome. on Friday and he does. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a great summary. And I also just makes me really want to go to space, especially because when he goes to space, he doesn't even like... He doesn't like do anything that morning. There's no tests. He just oh he he's like gets on the bus. So he gets on the bus. Like, oh, we're going to space. Get on the bus. Yeah, and then we don't even get to see him get off though. Like we don't even know whether well, is, there a, is there a base, and it's a rocket. It's not even a ship. No it's idea. more like a ni- it's it's more like a 1950s airplane. Like you have to wear yeah. a suit. Yeah, yeah. But like- you can smoke inside the cabin. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, I just, the, the, two years later, they're going to be like, man, I remember when people used to dress up to get launched to Titan. Studio <laughs> uh, is our sponsor for today. Studio head, makes headphones. Their goal, Studio, is that, that they think that fashionable headphones sound terrible and great sounding headphones look terrible. And so they're trying to uh, to find that that Goldilocks middle ground there. High tech, uh, but also beautifully designed. A Scandinavian design, of course. And you're, you know, you know, as if there's one thing you know about me, Anthony, is that I love my Scandinavian design. Love, uh, you, you love know. good fashion that come from the land of the ice and snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm always looking for. I don't know. I, I don't know a ton about the uh, uh, design standards of Scandinavia, I guess, but uh, they do look nice. They look, with a, the trays have little gold accents on them. Studio.com. Enter the pro- promo code WEEP when you go there for Scandinavian designed, great sounding headphones, uh, and you get 15% off for using our promo code. Um, of weep, which I think is like maybe a little bit aggressive of a of, our, of us to have chosen that as a promo code. Hey so man, you can you, remember it. You can weep for all types of things. You can weep for the savings, for the excellent sound quality, for the light yet functional design. Uh, you know, you, you spoke about running with these, and I yeah. do have to say. I, they have made me want to run because I, I'm someone, I like earbuds. I don't like over-the-ear stuff. I don't like hook yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But earbuds and running, for my ears at least, don't work. They just fall out. They're a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like design, like the way they stick in. Like, I want to be honest with you. I've been walking with them in, but I've been thinking, I could run. 
And I, I, I hope my bus shows up a minute early. I hope I get you know to talk I, to it a little bit, you know? What I've been doing with them is I've been putting them on wearing running pants, staying inside. <laughs> they also work great for that. I can do that for nine hours, no problem. Studio.com, enter the uh, promo code WEEP for 15% off, and we thank them for sponsoring this episode of Read It and Weep. Yeah, thank you. Can I find another turbo button to, to touch also? Just like double turbo mode? <laughs> We haven't turboed yet, so like, sure, yeah. Would don't pr- keep pressing that button as it's like the closed door button in an elevator. Um, go faster. Uh, all right, so that's our cut. Nice. Yeah, we have some light sponsors, sponsors. Are good. Um, yeah. All right, here we go. Now it's time for uh, lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So lightning bonus round is our uh, mini game segment where we talk about things that are inspired by the movie, but not exactly the movie. Or in this case, the movie was inspired. Uh, the choice of the movie is inspired by uh, what we did this week. So, uh, Anthony Inez, this segment is just about uh, Scott and I telling you a story. And you guys can uh, uh, ask questions as you see fit or take a break. Anyway, Scott. Hello. Last see you guys week, in 10. we went and watched uh, the CRS-14 mission launch from Cape Canaveral, Florida to the International Space Station. It was, a, it was like a conference, uh, as a nerd conference. Man, okay, so uh, <laughs> Scott, I don't know what your experience was. Was anyone in cosplay? Well, <laughs> I, Anthony, I, told I guess the astronauts already, were. Almost everybody was wearing NASA shirts, and like I just because like look, I'm I've been nerd and have been forever, but I also feel like sometimes I go outside the bubble and I want to come back in and share information with nerds. And one thing I would like to say is like, you don't wear the band shirt to the band. Like this is. It's you just you look so uncool to wear a, a fan shirt to go interview the people of NASA. Like just just wear any other shirt today. That that shirt yeah. should be like, hey, wear I was like at a NASA. Jacques Clojeau. Jacques Clojeau. I can't say his goddamn name. That joke got ruined. Never mind. Who? Uh, wear your Jacques no. Wear Rousseau? your like Jacques, Jacques Cousteau, Cousteau. Like a guy. Jacques Cousteau. Is that what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wear Inspector wear your... Clouseau. <laughs> no, I would wear a Wes Anderson shirt to see Jacques Cousteau. Wear your uh, uh, your Soyuz capsule shirt. Like show that you have other interests. Where, like, oh, absolutely! The, they would appreciate you wearing a Russian space program shirt to NASA. That would definitely partners. get you in the door. Uh, I had to I, bring. I had to remember to bring my passport to get into this thing. They were really like did. the security was, security was tight. And, and the dogs sniffed our bags and everything. And it was super tense. Yeah. They, they, they lined, they took all of our backpacks up and literally lined them up. And the problem was they lined them up on the street like in the middle of the parking lot. And then we were told to step backwards. And there was a moment there where it was like, you may not get your bag back. We're going to drive feel like a truck a over this line of bags to destroy them if we find anything. <laughs> I bad. feel like that was actually, the, I was I was very worried about my bag. It was bag. the most tense. I have stuff in my bag. My Switch and my Zelda save game is on the Switch, which was in the bag, which was on the ground. <laughs> and for and just a second, I thought maybe this whole thing. You can't get that back. You can't get those hours back, right? I'm, all, maybe this I'm, whole on thing. Third, I'm on the third uh, beast. Sorry to interrupt you, Gav. No, no. Post I just the thought show. this whole thing might have been a long con for NASA to get free backpacks. I thought maybe the whole thing was they just like collect all the backpacks, drive away, and they're like, great, you're in Florida now. Good luck. Well, and one of the bags the dog really liked. And, you know, yes. I've got power bars in there. So I don't know if the dog can tell he didn't, he heroin didn't like my from bag. a power bar. I was hurt. I was like, that's a pretty good bag, dog. They could have been looking for explosives. You think the dogs at NASA were looking for heroin? You think that's a big concern for that's see, I, sneaking, keep in mind that's how sneaking that's how, H onto the campus? That's how sheltered I am because that's the worst thing I can think of. I assume it was for 
bombs, right? For you to not, they didn't want you to blow up their rocket. Well, now you tell me. <laughs> okay. The, the other thing was we like the first meeting uh, with these nerds, as I walked up, a guy, I just heard a guy meet a, a woman for the first time. And he's like, hey, this is my name. She's like, hey, this is my name. And he's like, do you like Star Trek? Like that no. was his, the opening salvo as I was walking up. Wow. It was quite a group of people. And if you, but they were, but all. Did you, did you lean in and say original series or next generation, bro? What I wanted to do is lean in and just look at her and say, are you okay? Yeah, uh, that was definitely a are you okay, sis moment. It, oh man, he was uh, with the code the code words because throughout that particular individual, as kind and gentle as he was, was well actualing the entire everything. bus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that, the whole is, time. Uh, that is Pat forty two A was in fact it was turned off in the nineteen sixties. Pat replaced by Port for, 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 for ninety seven. It's like oh <laughs> sweet lord. There was another very sweet person who worked for a uh, uh, a space tech company who spent, I'd say, 45 minutes pitching on me on whether or not we should launch rockets from the sea using his platform. And I, at no point did I mention, like, I was like, I, was like so te- I wanted to say, I was like, trying to get out of a situation to be like, listen, man, um, I don't make those decisions. I... <laughs> Was he for or against this? That's what he he makes launch. His company makes launch platforms from the sea. The part that was weird is at the beginning of the thing, he was the most professional on the bus, and by the end of it, he was clearly the least professional on the bus. Like the ranking, he just wanted me to buy his rockets, and I am barely making rent as a comic. I just don't know at what point I get to make the decision of whether we launch from the land or the sea. It sounds great, man. Yes, dude. You just should Alex, have said yes. I just wanted to sound In these smart. situations, you always look at him and say, I signed a non-compete competition. I can't work in that field for 16 more months. But hit me up See, Alex, next August. Alex, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Alex. You have enough tech that you could have just asked like the standard tech questions that like that my non-technical spouse says whenever we go to conventions. She just says, but will that scale? And then just let him let him chew on it. Let him chew on oh, it. Oh man, one. that would have been just pretty drop good. Drop a will it scale and then just walk away. Troll him really hard. They, so we also got we had this tour of the of the facilities and uh, uh, my favorite part of that tour of the facilities. Some really awesome stuff. We had to walk around on the pads and talk to people, uh, including like we were talking to the, I was talking to one of the guys from the noise suppression team there, uh, and he was extremely knowledgeable and also really irritated by my existence. Um, because I kept asking really dumb questions, it turns out. But my favorite part was and too were... loud, I guess. Also, <laughs> well, okay. Since since you say it, so when you, if you watch a rocket launch on the web live streams, which I recommend you do, uh, right? They turn the rockets on and then they spray just a ton of water on the fire. And I'm a dumb person, so I was like, oh, that's to stop the fire. And it turns out they don't give a shit about fire. That is noise suppression because the rocket is creating so much sound and it's bouncing off the concrete flame trench and then the sound is vibrating the engines and it's dangerous for the rocket. So the water is to suppress the noise. And I thought that was insane. And I was like, but what about the fire? And the guy was like, well, it does have some cooling effects. Like the fire, it didn't even occur to him that it was fire. He was just wanted to talk about total temperature. They just don't give a shit about fire. Well, they're this is not crazy of you guys. They're out in the middle of nowhere and it's all concrete. Like what's the fire going to do? They're, they're lo- they left the Earth. They're it's like, the they biggest care. fire. I just assume if you ha- if you're spraying a fire hydrant on fire, I, this you is, care about the fire. This, this is a fun. This is like the NASA equivalent of cool guys don't look back at exclo- explosions. They throw the fire backwards uh, and they walk away and they take off to the moon. Yeah, they don't I care. Mean, yeah. Also, if you're aware of the sun as a thing, like we can't really make fire in the same magnitude. They're like, are you oh, aware yeah, of the sun as a thing, Alex? 
<laughs> yeah, you think you've seen fire? We have the sun. I don't know if you know about it. Yeah, well, the actually, other, Alex. Uh, the, <laughs> the other really cool thing was that this whole so so Cape Canaveral is uh you know in the uh is an it's a uh, wildlife park. It's a nature preserve with like three rocket pads on it, but mostly it's just swampland, and it is full to the brim of motherfucking alligators. You guys, there are alligators all over the place. We saw, and like, I was like. Four? I was, I, I saw at least half a dozen. Yeah, there was a, allig- a bunch of alligators. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> were they just were they just like throwing alligators like onto the launch thing to like for noise suppression? Just, like, <laughs> the alligators are just they don't care about the fire. The alligators are did just you, to keep the vibration. Did you ask done. anybody? Is that to keep the Russians out? Because <laughs> I bet that'd be a fun question. I was too busy no, being well, <laughs> such a goober, Anthony, and standing up on the bus and going, "Holy shit, alligators!" Well, and Alex, I, no, no, no but Anthony, the, I think the proper response to that does it keep the Russians out is like, does that scale? <laughs> I we just need bigger, was, bigger alligators. I was like, look, I had tickets to for it, and I had tickets like for a few days to come back. And my whole thing was, I am going to see a launch, and then the next day I'm going to see an alligator, and then I'll be done. And uh, as soon as I saw the alligator on the bus, I went on my phone and moved my ticket up to the next day. I was like, I've seen Florida. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got my alligator, and I was so excited about the alligator. And there was a lady next to me who's from Florida who's on the bus, and she was so bored just completely nonplussed by the alligator that I was... They're just basking. They're just hanging out in the puddle next to the bus, basking. And I was freaking out, and she was like, this is just... Yeah, these are every day. It's like it's like seeing squirrels. Like, I just... You get that excited about a squirrel. And squirrels Alex, are not... were you wearing your alligator shirt? <laughs> no, I wore a squirrel shirt. you seen seen that alligator was the most important day of your life. For her, it was Tuesday. It's true. You know? It's true. But here's the thing. If Okay, it is like seeing a squirrel if... Squirrels were 12 feet long and ate kids at Disney World. Like, this is a crazy thing that I'm seeing I'd right now. I'd rather see that squirrel. Could you imagine how dope Hold that squirrel Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Squirrels aren't how like that in Oregon? How many nuts would it need to survive the winter? <laughs> yeah, they Just take, one big one, they don't eat one. They don't eat the kid. They put them in a hole for later. Oh. They bury them. Yeah. Uh, it's sad when you say it that way. It was well, no, but, they, but I think they forget most of them though, and then they grow into a lot of like kid trees. <laughs> they grow into adults, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. Um, we did get to uh, uh, meet a lot of interesting people. We watched. Oh, there's a great. We were going to see a bunch of science experiments about space salad. They're working really hard on growing salad. Here's a fun fact for you guys. You might not know. When you are in space, your taste buds mostly stop working. Huh. So, so astronauts are always asking for spicier and tangier foods because their, because uh, their taste buds are all broken. And so, wait, like tang? <laughs> tangier, yeah. They're just, they're just addicted <laughs> to tang. More, more tang. Get tang on everything. That's why tang they is. love tangs because it's tangy. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's necessarily. You can't make tangy tang less tangy. It's always the most tang. <laughs> most tang. Uh, they get addicted to it. They use it to season all their food. They're mo- by the end, they're mostly just <laughs> snorting it. They're just so into yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're growing space lights for that. Soak, they just soak tampons in it and shove it up. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is how much I, that cracks you up every time you get to talk about that process, Anthony. Uh, it's never not funny. <laughs> should there be a tang? I'm trying to sashay away from that. Is there? Should there be like a tang Cheetos crossover where it's just like just orange dust on stuff? It's not a bad idea. Like, like tang Cheetos and like craft like macaroni and cheese, just where like all the orange dust get in a big vat. Is there and wait? Is there Kraft macaroni and Cheetos? Because that's oh, a pretty easy should name. Be that was that was a good portmanteau. <laughs> that's what a good portmanteau. Great. Now we have like to eat Alex. Cheetos all month. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Mac and Cheetos exists. Burger King sells it. Uh, okay. Oh, 
Oh, but but do they make though. it in a box? Can I buy it at a store? That's what I want to know. Uh, you yeah. can buy it at Can Burger I eat it on a log? Can I eat it with a frog kind of thing? <laughs> uh, Scott, the other thing that I think is really fun uh, was we got to ask questions to the director of NASA. We got to talk to uh, Director Lightfoot. <laughs> was he wearing a helmet? Because I feel like after seeing Kataka, you'd want to, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he did make sure we took all our computers away, our keyboards away before he came out. <laughs> he just put them down, lined it up, the dog sniffed them all. Uh, and uh, I asked him a very rude question. Um, and Scott asked him a, a real softball. But he he nailed the, both questions. But I especially like how he answered I asked him two questions. questions. I didn't like his answer to my second question. Well, uh, I remember the first one, which was about uh, gravity. Uh, no, the first one was about well, gravity, specifically the movie. I wanted to know what he yeah, thought about gravity, the film, versus uh, uh, the, the Martian. And he right. said that gravity. He didn't actually say this. Say this. So, like, don't quote me if you're if you are one of the. Uh, I assume few news people listening to this film to listen to this podcast. He said that, uh, and this is me paraphrasing. Wait, wait, Scott, do you think we're on a film right now? Uh, sorry, <laughs> I, my my webcam my webcam is on, so I've got that film on the mind. Right, I'm thinking that maybe this and this is where Washington this Post podcast. gets most of its exactly. hot scoops. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, we are the, we're just piped into the tip line automatically it's, at the time. So they know. don't even hey. The yeah. president tweets right now, and it's news, so there's no no way we could know. Well, I actually try my question. You were asking about movies. I asked him like a question about politics, as if like gumshoe reporter Alex Falcone had infiltrated this group of fun nerds and really was like getting to the real shit. I, I don't know why I decided to get uh, get super newsy in the middle of it when he was doing so well at the like because the other nerds they were like, "What does space taste like? I want to be on a planet." It was what like, does space wanted, taste like? like? They were very excited Not about much, it. right? Because your taste buds are done. He, right? he said that Gravity was a trash film is kind of what I got out of that. He, he did say, oh. although he told a really charming story, right? He said that he went to see Gravity with um, his wife and three astronauts. And they laughed and, all through it. And yeah, an hour into the movie, his wife is like, can you guys please stop laughing? That's a pretty, really that's a very nice way of saying it's a garbage film. Yeah. And also, like, if you're the director of NASA, you need one space movie anecdote uh, locked and loaded and he had that one yep. and then he said that the Martian made him sad because we could do that but we're not doing it yet which is a pretty good point we, we could be stranding Matt Damon yeah, on we Mars, and, we Matt Damon on Mars and not think about him anymore what a great idea <laughs> eat your poop oh. potatoes <laughs> that is sad <laughs> God, God. I just, so Elon we have to wait till Elon Musk does it yeah right exactly with a public private partnership we'll get a, get a company to send Matt Damon to space and forget about him I uh I just asked. Hey, him, I like Matt Damon, all right, because he's uh, uh, Robert M. Lightfoot Jr. The, is the acting director of NASA, and he has been that for uh, over a year. Uh, and uh, the uh, the president's uh, nominee to actually take over the department has not been confirmed. And so I just asked him if he was enjoying having a temporary job, and everyone kind of like like groaned at me as if I was uh, well, like. Did you say it like like a threat? Like, hey, buddy, how do you like having a... Are you really appreciating that job? Not going to have it for long, uh, dickhead. I, in my yeah. in my head, it sounded super charming. But in my vast experience of being me, that's never it, how it, it comes across. It did come off a little bit gotcha. 
just a smidge. Just a shtickle. I was ready to get to some real shit. And if uh, if it if it had come across better, I would play you the audio of it right now because I was recording, but I don't like how it sounded. I, so I'm telling you. I the do story. like the idea of it being a gotcha word. Like he's like he didn't realize that he didn't have like the job stability they wanted. Like you know, oh, no. before I hadn't realized you know, this, this was happening though, Alex. Before I befriended you, we were not right. befriends, and right. I was like, why is he recording this with a triple? You had, you had a not only a mic, but the mic had a fuzzy top. Like it literally looked like you brought a tribble. Oh, I did have a good we're we're fan of the so original I, series. That's I had why. dismissed you as one of the nerds. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely a nerd. I don't mean to say like, every time I'm calling them nerds. No, but there's I a nerd. A there's a nerd, and then there's a guy who has a tribble that records things. <laughs> I had, levels. It's, it's called a dead cat, and the reason I had to have a dead cat was because I wanted to record the launch audio. It's actually called that. Um, yeah, it's called a dead cat in yeah. the film industry, which is just the really fuzzy thing you put on microphones to catch the wind, to make it so it doesn't sound terrible in the wind. Oh my God, so it's had, actually a thing. Yeah, it's actually a thing. Yeah. And, it and is now it's in my Google history, which is concerning to other people. Because <laughs> I had two, I had the, an, a recorder with the dead cat, and then I recorded it on my phone, and the phone is just horrible wind, and my recorder sounds just brilliant um, wow. of the actual launch. That's so good to know. I was hoping to cut a bunch of audio clips from the day and put them into the podcast <laughs> here, and I just don't think any of them were quite funny enough. I thought the story would just work. My video well, turned out amazing. I did it on an iPhone, and people liked it so much. People with $1,000 cameras wanted me to airdrop them my, my <laughs> iPhone video of this. I felt launch superior. Video. To the launch itself, so like the end of the day is that we watch this launch, uh, and uh, my favorite part is that we're like two, three miles away, and as you all know, obviously, sound takes like five seconds to travel a mile, mm-hmm. so the launch is like real quiet. It just looks like it's hovering under uh, for no reason, yeah. just there's nothing going on, Amazing. and then 10, 15 seconds into the air, you get hit in the chest with the rumble of it launching, and it is very impressive. And everyone poops their pants. <laughs> everyone poops pants. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, Is that not what like, happened? <laughs> well, we did, but we were worried about having. Uh, I was worried about getting caught, uh, so I had someone else's poop in a bag that I placed in my pants. <laughs> that was the right answer. At a borrowed ladder. So that was our day. So uh, I, I do. Um, I uh, obviously I was invited because I'm a very big deal, and they knew they would get such great coverage on this podcast, but. Uh, the NASA social program is open to people who don't have such huge podcast platforms as this, and I highly recommend it. So um, you could just Google NASA, NASA social and you'll find uh, the ability you can apply for future launches, and I highly recommend it. It was a really great day, and we got free stickers. So 
the, the, the way lost their minds over the stickers. <laughs> I wish I could show you. I wish I'd been taking video of that moment because we sit down in the press room and they pass out a sticker and everybody is like vibrating with excitement. And then they come around and pass out a second sticker. And I thought we were going to like that was when people pooped pants. Ezra is like they were just like these are 12, 25 cent stickers you can buy in the gift shop and they lost their goddamn minds about it. and the pens one one oh, lady yeah, the was like well I've already got this pen do you have that pen oh they're trying to trade pens pen. and they're not space pens they're just pens that say space on them they don't work in no. space pens oh they're SpaceX pens this is space which is pretty I mean I'm very proud of my SpaceX I also we also went to the gift store which was pretty amazing. We did. Um, yeah, you got, oh man, uh, you got these uh, little uh, space suits I, for yes, your Yes, that kid. was ridiculous. I was thinking I was sitting in the space, like in, in, in the space space. It's like the guest, the guest, the guest room, the gift shop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sure. and I th- was thinking to myself, what is the most extra thing that I could completely buy? If I was going to be extra, what could I do? And I was like, yeah, t-shirt, no. Full-sized orange spacesuit that says NASA for my kids? Yes. Pretty Bought dope. two of them. Bought two of them, one yellow. I wish you'd bought no, one. That would be <laughs> like one to they share. Fight so bad, <laughs> but extra yeah. big. No, just well, a really no, big you, one though. No, whichever one. Well, see, they already have the, the kids are already into like the whole style of like the onesie. We actually have an mm. Xbox onesie. Oh. Yeah, it's oh, so it's it's adorable. Do you do you do you play? Is it, it is functional? a functional like, Xbox One D. It actually has pockets for your Xbox stuff, and you can like, it's like, yeah, like holsters for your Xbox but equipment. Don't just where okay. This is all I'm saying, nerds. Is where the where the space onesie to play Xbox, and where the Xbox onesie when you go to NASA. Just don't, just don't show <laughs> up in costume up, like you think you're going to get hired. If I showed up in a complete astronaut suit and said nothing about it with helmet. And kept it on the entire that would be entire, good. entire day. If you that kept would be amazing. like the the suit I'm not into, but if you wore a space helmet, like just a bubble helmet the or whole time, that would be even a Darth awesome. Vader outfit and just the entire time that, that would be You're awesome. Right. Come me. on. And then, and then your question to the director is like, did the Empire do anything wrong? <laughs> Are you trying to avoid <laughs> imperial entanglements and just the one other thing I want to mention? You should just go dressed as a wizard and then take credit for everything that's happening. <laughs> Very loudly, be like, "Now I'm gonna make this giant rocket fly into well, the air," about- and then put on a really <laughs> yeah, big show. Like, Wingardium Leviosa. I want to talk about my, my second Anthony- question, though. He did not answer it, and it was a lame answer. Oh, what was your second was, question? Do you think you should go? Like, you're the director of NASA, oh, and yeah. you shouldn't. Don't you think you should get a, a seat? And he like laughed it off, like, "Well, I'm not really fit, so I would not be the best person he's, to go." Because he's not. You definitely didn't say he didn't want to. It's just but unpolitic I to say, him to yes, see, screw these astronauts. Yeah, I this. wanted him to like say, I want to go to space. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm an engineer. I'm like, no, man, let's go to space. I think that makes him a good political appointment. Point B, he's humble. People need to talk. People need to be real. You want to go to space. I want him to say, I want to go to space. Uh, I, I. What I, if he was just like on that tin can? He said, Fuck yeah, no. he said, look, at, he said look at the amazing resumes of the people who get to go. And to be clear, if you've ever actually looked at a NASA astronaut's resume, it's deeply concerning. <laughs> You're like, you haven't had a friend? You're just doing too much? No, I 
dude, I got to find this guy's resume. There's this one guy. Let me, here you go. I've just Googled for NASA astronaut. Okay. Now I'm going to go, I found one, Jeanette Epps. I'm going to look at this here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Epps. Okay. Did you get that? Here we are. An Epps trading One card. of seven children's, children's, see, also yeah. speaks Englishes, sure. um, has a mm-hmm. PhD in aerospace engineering. She's my age. Sure. She worked in an underwater laboratory. Like I'm just going, like okay. the list of stuff that these yeah, people have done. Is wait, wait. How was she at I am uh, dodgeball? Because it doesn't Edwards matter. Because we, we she have championship dodgeball, dog, dodgeball sh- shirts. Do you? Does she have those? <sighs> yeah, and we wore the dodgeball shirts to really? the dodgeball. Did she? To, did she put out three issues of a fake newspaper at the school until she was asked to? She stop? worked at the CIA for seven <laughs> years. Went to Iraq. Worked at Ford. I have nothing on my LinkedIn at all. Okay. Saying was sending spooks into space. I'm saying that <laughs> well, we're clearly spending nerds. These people are so final. profoundly qualified that they've lived like yeah. extra. Like maybe they don't sleep. I well, uh, Robert Lightfoot is also extremely qualified. Uh, I think he he does deserve it. He has a pretty good resume himself uh, as a uh, as an engineer uh, for the shuttle program. He's the director of the shuttle program and. But you know how we always are like, do I, should I add another sentence about what I did when I worked at Panera, you know, to maybe make this paragraph have a full four sentences? And I'm looking at Jeanette Epps and it's like, before leaving Ford, she completed proof of concept worked on magno restrictive actuators to reduce vibrations. I'm like, what? I worked. I've been on Portlandia. I was a closer at Panera. Suck a dick. They let me closer. close. So you got to drink coffee. Well, I mean, you know, lock the door <laughs> is really my job. That was my task. <laughs> One more tiny thing I want to do, and I want to wrap lightning bonus round because we're on double turbo mode as, um, is uh, that uh, I also went to the uh, the Space Visitor Center the next day, which is less exciting. Um, but what it does have that I really like, uh, Anthony and I talked about Did this. Did you think it was going to have visitors from space? <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah. Why? Earth visitors? Yeah, Who gives a hope. shit? No, but what it does have is in the end is in the like one of the first things you see when you go in is it has a green screen and they will take a photo of you and green screen you onto the moon. So they have the actual setup from the Apollo the actual, 11 mission turning at all. Photoshop people on the moon. Sorry, what? Like the actual like sort of fake fo- like the actual fake, fake moon landing. Fake yeah, yeah, we have the fake moon landing stuff is right there. We can just, that's how they, that's the Apollo 11 mission right there was the Photoshop uh, booth. They, I, I would think they would hide that, but they made it, put it right up front. I mean, Photoshop. in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Photoshop back then is still pretty impressive. I see a page <laughs> like, on their website the called The Great Moon Hoax. Yeah. 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 They go right about it. They just, they just talk yeah. about it. Um, I'm assuming this article is about how they did oh, yeah. it. Gotta lean into um, it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got that's lightning bonus round, you guys. Uh, that's what we did this week. Oh wait, real fast, I had one quick question yeah. for Scott. Scott, at any point during the launch, did you just like look at a technician and be like, "Okay, hey, search pro, and go into assist. I'm gonna get in there and uh, <laughs> fix this up for you real fast." <laughs> Can't believe this uh, this uh, processor on this rocket isn't clocked above two. I, I did remote desktop into a few machines that were running in production, and I I was questioning what was going on in their process list. In fact, also uh, I want to just point out, Anthony, we had gone a whole episode so far without doing a callback to before we started recording, but now we've done it. So great job. 
It was a perfect one-sided callback. Anyway, if you want to uh, ask us questions that we can discuss in an upcoming episode of Lightning Bonus Round, go to readdeshweek.com slash next. You can see all our upcoming episodes and suggest games and ask questions. Now it's time for a minor compliment. We're going to close on triple turbo with one more nice thing. We're going to say we're going to reverse order for these compliments. So, uh, Scott, you're going to have to get through two more because, Anthony, you're up first. What's your minor compliment? And last nice thing you're going to say about Gattaca. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to the phenomenal music by Michael Nyman oh, yeah. uh, in this film. This was going to be my main compliment uh, before I thought of the other one. Uh, but the music in this film is just every time I watch it, it's like, yeah, I'll be listening to this for like a week. Yeah, uh, beautiful. it's just it's unbelievable. The score for this film. I'm a big fan. Of it. Absolutely. My my minor compliment is there's like five or six images from this movie that are burned into my brain from when I've saw it so many times as a kid because I haven't seen it in years but I watched it a lot back in the day um, there's uh, what why is that funny I was, uh, I was just imagining they were all just sh- shots of Tony Shalhoub's face <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like I don't know, like his legs in the scaffolding because he had to be two inches taller, so they, he cut his legs and they yeah. just put I guess those like those little rubber feet you slide under a, a table at a diner. They just put a bunch of those in his legs. But just there's this photo, <laughs> like this image of him lying on his back with scaffolding around his shins, and that is like burned into my brain. Um, but the, my favorite one, my favorite thing from this movie that I think about the most of anything, and that like actually like fucked up a significant portion of my life, is when he has to cross. He's or there. He's hanging out with Uma Thurman. And they they come across a road stop where the cops are using a flashlight to see if anyone's wearing contact lenses. That's the whole thing. And he, uh, as they pull up, he flicks both his contact lenses. He grabs them both at the same time, one with his thumb, one with his index finger. And he pulls them both off and flicks them to the street together. And I spent so long trying to take my contacts out at the same time. And it hurt real bad. It is not a doable thing. I don't do not believe, and it is. But it was so cool looking. I really wanted to be able to just drop and flick my contact lenses, and that was my favorite part of the movie. So that's just a badass move. Alex, can I ask you a question? Yeah, please, question? please. What was the end game there? <laughs> like, what scenario were you? Someone's gonna you like it. I, I see where he's going. Like, you were at a party and someone does something and you go, oh, you think that's fucking cool? <laughs> Check this out. This see is my, such a good summary see, of my entire, like from 16 to 27, is like just working on skills where the question is, what's the end game? And I do not know because we're not at the end yet, but you yeah. cannot definitively say that there's not been a point in my life where it would have been helpful because at some point it just, might have been cool. So, you're just out and like, you see some guy do a slam dunk, and someone's like, "Whoa, that's amazing!" You're like, "Fucking nodes, let me show you <laughs> no, what's up." I, I know, I, I think it's true though, because I think this is Alex is living a slumdog millionaire situation. We're just not at the end yet. <laughs> We're just like every single thing that you've done yeah. will totally come up. I guess uh, I, I get the closest thing I could picture is if you're like, uh, you would like, uh, you'd been uh, having 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 sex. You've been doing it. You've been having sex things, and then you're like, time to go to sleep. But I don't want my eyes to be dry in the morning, and so you just do that. You do a quick flick with one hand and she sees it and is like even more attracted to you than she already was wait so you already successfully put those back in i need you to see me (laughs) (laughs) so she was already well no so here's what happened ezra she was into me enough we got in that situation then i was terrible at it and so she was like pretty disappointed and then i did the contact flip and so it's like it's like having a strong beginning and end even if the middle is not very good she just remembers and so she's like you are good for something (laughs) so you think that's 
Turns out he does know how to use his hands. <laughs> All right, that's my minor compliment. Uh, Scott, you've had time. You've been able to Google. You've been able to rack your brain. What's one more nice thing you're going to say about um, that? It's a, I like that its original name was going to be called The Eighth Day, as in God you know, yeah. had seven days, and on the eighth day, he sent Ethan Hawke to space. But there was <laughs> there was a... He had a rest day. He was like, done resting. He was like, now I got to work on that. Ethan Hawke is a seven and a half. Can we get him to space? Uh, (laughs) But apparently there's a little Belgian movie called The Eighth Day that was coming out that same year. And then they ended up changing the name to Gattaca, which I've always thought was too clever for its own good and probably why the the movie bombed in theaters. Because the name didn't make no one. Only nerds got it. Gattaca is like the letters of DNA. It's like. Right, it's like guarine. Oh, why it's called Gattaca? Yeah, it's it's adenine, cytosine, guanine, thymine, A T C G, and they just went G A T A C A. I was pretty close, exactly. Yeah, I was pretty close. Um, I don't know if people would have seen it if it was called The Eighth Day. That sounds like a. Wasn't there a movie with Schwarzenegger that was called? There was a movie called The Sixth Day, and I saw that. uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and was it was it eight days later? Multiple Schwarzeneggers. Days later, it's different. 28 days also. Yeah, by the end of at the end of 28th day, God's like, shit, I don't know, uh, zombies, but like fast. Well, no, at you know, 28th day, then like, yeah, then we get uh, Sandra Bullock out of rehab. And then oh, later, yeah, right, we get right. zombies. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Ezra, closes out. What's your minor compliment? Uh, so this is going to be, I guess, like a maybe a, a double one for first for like the um, uh, uh, internet movie like screen database, uh, IMSDB, mm-hmm. uh, which is like if you want to read like like screenplays, like this is a really good place to do it. There's a whole database for it, um, and uh, this is, I guess, like secondarily, uh, I guess for for second drafts also. Just a big fan mm. of second drafts. It looks like because uh, if you're looking at the Gattaca script that's that they have there, the ending uh, that they have is sort of like a. It's really preachy. Uh, mm. It's sort of about like um, how we shouldn't like be like kind of messing with this stuff, um, and it's saying like if. Basically, it, it kind of features Charles Darwin, like actually, like in constellation in the stars. And I think that was oh. a good call not to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, the ending, the original ending was just Ethan Hawke looks at the screen and is like, "Do you get that this is a bad idea? This is what happens if you guys keep doing what you're doing. You really should think about this before you do all this stuff." Anyway, got to go to space, and then he like lights the rocket. It wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Andrew Nicole is one of those guys whose whole career is a great like example of like collaboration and people going uh andrew what about if we don't do that though? <laughs> like you look at like the you hear stories about the original draft of gattaca or like his original version of truman show that took place in like a, a new york state style city that was this huge alien compound and had all this crazy shit in it and they were like let's feel that back a little bit yeah um also, his his idea was to do uh, Jim Carrey the whole time was playing the same character as Pet Detective, so it was just it was really intense. Yeah, it's gonna be a little over. I'd the like, top. Well, I'd like a mashup like a like a, a pet detective who has a mask but can't lie, <laughs> and, and, and installs people's cable, I guess. <laughs> and is in love with Philip Morris, <laughs> and robs uh, from the one percent, and also paints pictures right. now. I don't know. I can't remember. And can't well. remember. Can't remember uh, who he was. So he opens the majestic. 
And because he's got a spotless mind. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also uh, Andy Kaufman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's been to the moon, sure. Yeah, uh, that was pretty good. You guys pulled that out. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, 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 that's called the that's the lazy riffs. That's the welcome. To the- <laughs> we did it. All right, you guys, that's it for our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back next week. Next week. We're talking about minions. Now I know, it doesn't sound like space fodder. I get it. But next week's a very special episode. We're going to take a break from, from Space World for just one second to talk about minions. Well, this episode coming up is sponsored by the Children's Garden, which is a preschool here in Portland. And apparently some of the teachers are fans of the show, and they wanted us to talk about an annoying kids movie. So they gave us a bunch of options. Our Meat Buddies voted, and they have selected Minions, number one. So we are going to watch Minions. And as far as I thought, maybe it would be a perfect fit for Space World. Turns out they're not from space. I didn't know anything about Minions. Um, they just look spacey, but they're not. So uh, that, thank you to the children. How many, Go ahead. How many Minion sequels do you think they have to make before they end up being from space? Oh, that's I think the over-under is like, it's like right? two and a half is the over-under, I guess. <laughs> yeah. By Minions 3, the Minions will definitely be from space, right? That will it. get retconned. Yeah, because yeah, Ice Age got to space, so. That's true, right. And you'd think if one of them wasn't going to, it's that movie about a squirrel trying to find a nut. Yeah, it turns out he has to do it in space. Also, he was trying to find a nut because he couldn't find that kid he buried back in Florida. Yeah, um, that's a callback. Anyway, uh, so if uh, thank you to the Children's Garden. If you're the owner-operator of a five- to nine-year-old, you can check out their STEM-themed summer camps coming up. And I was, like, jealous reading the descriptions of them as an adult that I can't go do all the cool stuff. So that's uh, the Children's Garden if you live in Portland and have a five- to nine-year-old. Alex, have you considered a reverse big situation? A like small, a little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I consider it all the time. It's just not worked for me yet. Have you found, like, that, you know, the Zoltar? I've been doing a reverse Benjamin Button. It's been going pretty well. Okay. So, I can't big you, but I can vice versa. Oh, yeah. Are you looking for that? I'll, t- I'll try that. Yeah, I mean, it's less of a vice versa magic thing and more of a get out, like, I'm going to put your brain in a kid. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> I, that sounds wait, tempting. Wait, is this a being John Malkovich kind of, like, trapped thing? Uh, oh, yeah, no, John, no, it's well, way more of... Yeah, like if if David Cronenberg directed being John Malkovich, it's a lot like that. I'm, can you know what? Freaky Friday, me, and we can figure out who's. I was wondering how long it would take before Freaky Friday came up, and frankly, I'm disappointed. I was was trying to work it in earlier, and I got, I didn't, I didn't get in. I tried, couldn't get the bat off my shoulders. Um, And thanks again to our sponsor, uh, Studio. You can go to studio.com and enter the promo code Weep for fifteen percent off. All of your fancy Scandinavian designed headphones. And thanks for our Meat Buddies, creators.com slash Meat Buddies. Even, uh, even a dollar a month will get you full access to the Meat Buddy voting chamber. And now, thanks to all of our guests at Anthony Lopez. Part fight, two. fight those bots. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, Russia's winning. They're always winning. At Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thank you. Believe in yourself and you can accomplish And at Ezra Fox. <laughs> Why'd you put the fire button on the inside? <laughs> and thank you for joining us uh, at Shanselman on Twitter. Uh, and check out Hansel Minutes or any of his other uh, podcasts. Well, even better if you would Scott. go to Google and search for Scott and then let me know whether or not I am above Scott toilet paper yet. That would be super helpful to me. 
<laughs> Wait, do you, if if we search for that, does uh, that help? No, you but if you blog about this podcast and say that guy Scott, and then link my name Scott to my blog, that does help me defeat a uh, Scott brand toilet paper who with whom I have been in a fight for nearly ten years. Uh, After Scott uh, brand toilet paper, who's the next Scott? Uh, it's usually Scott, Scott, Scott Flyrods and Scott Archery are, and then I'm usually. Done. Wait, you're not even mentioning Scott Sports. Yeah, which is the first thing uh, yeah I'm having trouble with Scott Sports. Yeah, it all depends Scott on whether you're in incognito mode or not. But I yeah. used to, I literally used to be the third Scott on Google, and then all these stupid other companies started showing up. Scott Credit, Scott the Waz, Tom Scott. I don't know, man. I, feel I know like it's you're very way far down for me. Second page. Oh, interesting. When, when I am logged in, when I'm logged in, you are on the front page, and when I'm logged out, See? you have fallen off the it's first. Phenomenally disappointing. Google. You're behind I Scott know. Credit no, Union. making it worse. Even talking about it is... It's just sad. Well, have, can we, can we link to just, Scott Credit Union? You would just link to <laughs> me when you... Well, the only reason I came on the show, frankly, is to get more Google juice. That would be right, so I'm helpful. I'm not give anybody juice. Well, I really How about do... Bing juice? We can give you that. Yeah, you know, as Microsoft guy, we have this long-running thing where we bingle stuff. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I Google with Bing. I... Okay, good. That's good. Um, we uh, we used to we for. Do you know anybody at the Bing team that has any sponsorship opportunities? Because we did for I'd say twenty five episodes and somewhere in the middle a series. We pretended Bing was sponsoring. Are us you and did long I know the guy that Bing. runs Bing ads. Yeah. Okay. We do. We have. You we have should. Some you should talk to him did. on on, on, on Twitter, and Bing. he will probably ignore you. <laughs> I mean, Bing ads would be us paying Bing. To- advertise us oh, right, the right. opposite we want. No, it was a trap. We How do we get trapped into this, Ezra? How does it always I just put in money? the chat the name of the guy that runs Bing ads. Okay. All right. Wait, but wait, is this in or out? Oh, Jesus. That's his name? Wait a second. Scott, there's another link to your name, man. This is, <laughs> this is more Bing juice. And, and always, uh, Scott, you don't know this is a recurring theme on this show. I just like to throw this out there in every episode. Uh, I got some ideas about Hollywood. If you want, I'm so you're breaking up. I'm going in a tunnel. Just, like I, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everyone next week. Take care. Goodbye.